Alright, hello and welcome to Weekend Rental. This is part two of our 2017 retrospective. Uh, if you tuned into the last episode, we did a top five 2017 Game of the Year list. And uh, in this episode, we are going to recap the Buy, Rent, Burn section of the first 12 episodes of our podcast, which is where we select three games, uh, each one of us. Uh, let me introduce us. Uh, I'm Ryan. We've got Andy. Hey. And Justin. Hey, everyone. So basically, if you're new to the podcast in the Buy, Rent, Burn, this is a section where we all pick a retro game. Uh, we play them each individually. And then at the end of it, we decide personally uh, which of those games we would buy, rent, or burn. And it's become one of the best, I would argue it's, it is our best segment of the podcast, the one I certainly have the most fun with. Um, and we thought that being it's the end of the year, let's take a moment to pause, look back, and go through um, each buy, rent, burn, and just kind of reevaluate our choices, maybe make arguments for games that um, we feel could have been placed higher or maybe should have been placed lower, and just see where the conversation goes. I like it. There's going to be some brutal games to look back on, I have a feeling. (laughs) But we'll start off. We'll just kind of recap here. We'll go through, and I think at the end we might try and do uh, the five worst games since we did the five best games of 2017 in the last half. Let's pick the five worst games that we've played through the Byron Burn process. And we'll we'll start off with episode one. Uh, Our choices were Dig Dug 2 for the NES. Uh, I can't even read it. Shadow, is it Shadow Blasters? Yeah, you're disrespecting Shadow Blasters already. I'm sorry. I I don't mean to disrespect the masterpiece that is Shadow Blasters. I thought I might have said Shadow Asterds from here, but I'm not sure. Uh, so that's Shadow Blasters for the Sega Genesis, and then Excite Bike for the NES. Um, I think we all know how I feel about Shadow Blasters at this point. It was robbed of being a Just good a bunch game. Of Nintendo. No, I just from Nintendo fanboys alike, you know. I tried to throw Mario Odyssey off our top five game of the year list. (laughs) I don't know that I would qualify as a Nintendo fanboy. (laughs) This is true. I also burnt this game, too, so I can't say anything. Yeah, it was a consistent burn on Shadow Blasters. Yeah. And then you bought it at the flea market this summer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, well i I mean we're gonna burn it at some point right that's true we have to actually burn each we should do a youtube video where we literally torch every game we threw in the burn pile (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i i feel like that one that first episode was so tough because to me i like excite bike is just so iconic like it was just already hard to top in that department does anyone feel that Shadow Blasters didn't deserve to be burned in that situation? No, it was out of these three, it was definitely the worst game. But by far, I don't think it's the worst game that we've done. It's it's vastly overlooked, I think. I mean, I think for every game we ever play on this podcast from here on out, you can always say, but at least it's better than D-Force, which we'll get to. <laughs> so I would agree. We've played much worse games since then. Actually, in yep. the grand scheme of Byron Burn, this is actually a pretty damn good game. Shadow Blasters is. Yep. David Crane's tennis is by far the worst game we've played, right? Uh, well, we gotta wait. We gotta we gotta we have to wait till the end till we uh, talk this we through. We gotta be typing up random game. Yep. Uh, so we ended up um, settling on that one. The buys we had 
Um, two for Excite Bike, one for Dig Dug Two. Um, we had two rentals for Dig Dug Two, one Excite Bike rental, and then three burns on Shadow Blasters, which I think that's a pretty accurate score. I don't know that we can look back and tweak that at all. No, I don't think so. And then I'm excited for episode two. I forgot about this game already. Um, our selections, those three for that episode, Growl for the Sega Genesis, Bionic Commando for the NES, and then Super Mario Land for the original Game Boy. And I would just like to bring up once again what a delightful audio and visual feast Growl is. <laughs> <laughs> and how I think it might be one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah, it's one of the better ones that we've done this year, for sure. Uh, it's it's pro- it probably the most surprising, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if 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 uh, saying great unironically is is the great sure. the best way to put that right. It's good like a really crappy B movie is good. Is yeah. kind of how I look at Growl, and I love B movies. Yeah. The, uh, and and the who brings like a Mario game to the second episode? Yeah, like, that's right. Come on. I brought it though because everyone hates it, and I still stand by that. Like that's the that's the game that nobody <laughs> likes. <laughs> Except Justin bought it. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that, that was the scoring. Justin bought. We had two for Growl, obviously, Andy and I. Uh, one rental for Growl, two rentals for Super Mario Land. And then we all torched and unanimously hated Bionic Commando, even though that might be nice. one of the more loved NES games among diehard collectors. I mean, so many yeah. people connect with that game, but oh my God, is it not me? No, Bionic Commando is one of my favorite games, actually. You burnt it. <laughs> Just these other ones were more fun. <laughs> or slightly more fun. But growing up, Bionic Commando was one of my favorite games playing. Yeah. It's probably the most impressive game out of that three, I would say. But like I think you and me that- are at least on the same page that like the controls in that game are just like impossible. <sighs> yeah, they crammed like fucking 850 condors into a box car though and growl and there was no slowdown when they all came out at once. So <laughs> yeah, that's I think true. Technically impressive might have to go to growl on that one for most fucking that, digitized yeah. sprites on yeah. screen. <laughs> plus, could you beat up plethora of like women in mini skirts in Bionic Commando? I don't think so. I mean, well, and the elephant, like that was <laughs> bar none one of the greatest moments ever where it's just limbs and fucking uh, skulls exploding all over the screen. Yeah, and the elephant that barely had any like like three frames of animation, maybe. Yeah. Just like <laughs> floating across the screen, just destroying everything in its way. And wasn't the guy that like that you have to defeat before the elephant. Like, doesn't he literally drop a knife on the ground and ask you not to kill him with it? And then you, <laughs> yeah. you kill him. Like, if I remember right, <laughs> it was so bad. And then you kill him and release the elephant, obviously. Yeah. Just oh. like the enemy is exploding on impact from that elephant, like stampeding so horribly. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's probably one, probably the most expensive game that we've maybe, done on this show what's the value well i think next one might get there but um well what's the it value might, of it, like 50 bucks it's probably like yeah about 50 dollars. i mean if you're looking complete it's going to be more toward 100 i think but. shut up really yeah more than likely yeah mm, i'm gonna buy that this year at mgc I'm calling it right now yeah <laughs> Just saying. 
Okay, so let's move on to episode three. This is where we had the... So we were still pretty new to the podcast. Um, obviously, some of us, um, in certain cases, don't own the original hardware and or games. Mostly the games, I guess, in pretty much all of our cases to play these. And this one, we ended up with a little bit of a snafu and a, a CD-based game that not everyone could play. Um, so I'll kind of preface with that. But uh, our, our selections for episode three were Widget on the NES, um, Three Dirty Dwarves for the Sega Saturn, which was the problem child, and then Biohazard Battle for the Sega Genesis. Best game ever. I think you've said that ever since, like, since episode three, I think Biohazard Battle has been mentioned. I like it, and Justin shit all over it, and I didn't appreciate it. (laughs) This is where Byron Byrne got ugly, and I've had a chip on my shoulder ever since. It's been nine episodes, and I'm still not over it yet. Yeah. I'm I'm like the glue that's holding their friendship together right now. So <laughs> <laughs> So obviously this one was like a little bit tough cuz only Justin had previously played Three Dirty Dwarves um and then we Andy and I were just kind of left to watch let's plays of it uh which resulted in andy and i burning it because we we couldn't really fairly rate it and then justin of course shat all over biohazard battle and burned that which is fine you're not upset and then we all rented widget and then logically andy and i bought biohazard battle (laughs) and justin went with three dirty doors that's the right call still hurt at least we could all hey i don't like it when you two fight at least we could agree on widget (laughs) yes we should all rent widget (laughs) i'm calming down calming down right now (laughs) i think we just need to move on episode four before i really before my emotions (laughs) take the better of me uh so this one was this one was a cool one because we ended up um actually i think this is the first one where we all genuinely liked like all the games um but we went with firepower is it firepower 2000 i can't read the fine print Right? Yep. So it's Firepower yep. 2000 yep. for the um, Super Nintendo, A Boy and His Blob for the NES, and then Metal Slug Advance, obviously for the Game Boy Advance. Um, and we all, so I'll just get right into this one. Like it was unanimous on on picks. Everyone bought Firepower 2000. Um, everyone rented Blob, A Boy and His Blob, and then we all burnt Metal Slug Advance. But I don't think anyone really wanted to burn any of these games, to be honest. No, this was probably the first time where I, I you know, didn't wasn't a clear. Oh, I don't like this game. You know, this one for me was similar to I suppose what episode two, where I just had to go in order of which one I enjoyed the most, not which one I didn't like was being burnt. Right. Yeah, and Firepower two thousand just with like the two player co op aspect and like the overall just solid game design was was a definite kick-ass music yeah kick-ass music that i had to listen to later because my emulated like emulator didn't work for that one at that point for whatever reason oh yeah i do remember that i had to get a different uh version to emulate yeah i do too well i just switched emulators i think but yeah middle slug advance we all agreed was good but it just wasn't as good as every other proper neo geo metal slug game yeah and I have pretty good memory about this episode just because I played through the whole thing of Boy and His Blob and 
something like I probably wouldn't have done without this show. Right. But it's something that you got to experience and be like, okay, I kind of know what that game is where that game is kind of crazy in some places and does some interesting things. So I was happy to kind of play through that. Unfortunately, as a side effect of that is you developed a fascination with David Crane, which rears its ugly head later on in this. (laughs) I don't know. That was truly a win for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) We have some amazing games coming up. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Yeah. So episode five, man, like this is kind of a mixed bag on this one. I was the oddball. Okay. So, Episode 5, Byron Byrne, it was um, the Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan on the Game Boy, Lemmings for the Super Nintendo, and then Time Slip on the Super Nintendo. And you guys, so we had two torches for Time Slip, uh, one torch for Lemmings, uh, me, um, two rents for the Lemmings, one rent for Fall of the Foot Clan, two buy Fall of the Foot Clan, and one buy of time slip and i and i was the weird one here i really defended time slip because i always sell it as like the poor man's contra which i think is 100 accurate <laughs> um but like i liked this game a whole lot more than either of you did i think you guys both really hated time slip boy i don't know what you see in that game i, I gotta be honest <laughs> <laughs> especially because i rented lemmings like over that <laughs> yeah and, and yeah. that is a steaming pile of shit in the super nintendo yeah like <laughs> like when you're like oh it's an action pack contra clone and you're like no thanks i'll have a lemon <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate burn <laughs> yeah i don't i like honestly i struggled with time slip playing it again for the podcast but the first time i put time slip in like a couple years ago when i bought it like I played the game for like three hours straight, like no joke progressed steadily through it. I don't know what was different if I just had more patience and skill, but I don't know. I still, I still kind of like it. It's like, I don't know. There's something about that game and I don't know how the hell you guys picked fall of the foot clan. That game was a fucking wait, 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 wait. It's the first, it's the third one. I mean, huh? Turtles. It's radical rescue. Oh, you're right. 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 It's radical yeah, rescue. Yeah. Cause yeah. fall of the foot clan had the shitty, like, side scrolling and radical rescue the third one yeah it was like a metroidvania well not exactly yep. but yeah that's where I was, it was just so Somewhere. bland i don't know i don't know how you guys like bought that puzzle one wasn't that kind of for you to yeah puzzle yeah, more of a maze, maze. Yeah. yeah yeah maze yeah maze would probably be the better word i like i like metroidvania games obviously it's like it the game boy is like metroid 2 is probably way better than that but I think I fucked up in that episode too because I, re- I remember arguing that Metroid Two had a map. Metroid Two did not have a map. Oh, okay. So I lied. Redacted. Oh. <laughs> I bet there's not a single person who listens to our podcast Correction. that listened during that episode and is still listening now. But <laughs> yeah. but for anybody who might, I was wrong. Yep. You know what did have a map? What's that? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three: Radical Rescue. Did it? I mean, because it did mark it had it. No, it had blocks, and you could assume you were somewhere in those blocks. <laughs> well, it's kind of like I, I feel like it just had like a fucking blank piece of paper that had dropped on you, and it was like, Here, you're in this square somewhere. <laughs> it was bad, pretty much. Yeah, wasn't very useful. 
I would argue before we move on that that would might have been one of the worst buys we had. Can you? Yeah, I, I don't know. That there's a worse buy. There wasn't me, all. There wasn't a clear cut on that one. I'm gonna glance through. Oh yeah, for sure that was the worst buy. But you get well. The listeners can decide too. But I'm gonna call that right yeah. now. Um, so let's go on to episode six. And. We had Micro Machines for the NES, Boogerman for the Super Nintendo, and Ninja Spirit for the TurboGrafx-16, which was our only TurboGrafx-16 game so far. And this was uh, this was a good one. This was a unanimous one um, where we all went with Ninja Spirit as the buy, Boogerman as the rent, and we burned Micro Machines, which again is funny because <laughs> like so many people love Micro Machines. Um, <laughs> like we kind of torch a lot of these like quote unquote classics for the NES. Yeah. It's cause we're edgy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so brutal to play. Yeah. <laughs> I also no, didn't that appreciate game is not great. No. And the fallout of you trying to sell me on that <laughs> new micro machines game that like you <laughs> kind of talked up and I was like, well, I'll buy it. And it's horrible. I wasted $5, Andy. So we burnt micro machines, but it ended up making you buy. Because <laughs> you upsold me on <laughs> the current version. <laughs> you oversold it by a good margin. <laughs> and I, I wasted was an hour of my life. Similar, though. <laughs> yeah. But you sounded so happy about it. I blame <laughs> you. <laughs> Don't backpedal now. <laughs> How much did it cost? It wasn't, couldn't have been that much. $5 for my little red box sleeve game. Yeah. It was still too much. I've bought two games out of the red box. It's been Micro Machines and uh, Tony Hawk 5, and I've wasted like $12 that I'll just never recoup. A red box. Somebody at Redbox is like, we got this guy. <laughs> what trash can we put on sale next? Uh, Ah, but Ninja Spirit, I at least got you guys to play through that. And I think everyone was pleasantly surprised as I was like, that's a fantastic game for that system. Yep. I would put that in my top three turbo graphics games. I I love that. It's bonkers. And then booger man was at least a good fart joke or booger joke that. Yep. Entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good one. So this next one, episode seven, we went with Dr. Robotnik's Mean Beam Machine for the Genesis, Bob for the Super Nintendo, and then Crapton Planet for the NES. Um, <laughs> so I was kind of a douche in this one, and I picked Captain Planet knowing that it was the worst thing I'd ever put in my Nintendo. And I just wanted you guys to... <laughs> I, I kind of just wanted to torture you guys and show you like how awful of a game this was, because nobody would believe you unless they played it themselves. And uh, we did. We all burned it. So, and then we had two rents with Bob, uh, one rent for Bean, Mean Bean Machine, two buys of Mean Bean Machine, obviously then, and one purchase of Bob. I, I feel like this was a test by you to make sure, like, your co-hosts were actually playing the games, <laughs> like, to make sure that like everybody was on the level there. Oh, uh, well, like, like, oh, they're burning seconds. time slip. And, yeah, they're burning time slip and Biohazard Battle. So I. Uh, should make sure that they really understand what a bad game is. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's why that one's rough, man. It was tough even going back and playing that again, even as a gig. Yep. I was kind of surprised that like I brought Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I liked that game as a kid, even though I wasn't very good at it. And, you know, I'm kind of a fan of Sonic and just didn't hit the way it did before. And honestly, I'm just not I, I don't have a mind for that type of puzzle. Never did have that Poyo Poyo style of of figuring out that type of combo system. So I was kind of surprised that I actually bumped that down. I thought for sure that was going to be my buy. Yeah. I'm surprised you went with Bob because like in reviewing this, like I forgot that I even played Bob at all this year. Like that's <laughs> right. how forgettable Bob, that's like how generic and vanilla Bob is for me. <laughs> I don't know. I like Bob a little bit. It wasn't so bad. It's all right game. Like that's why it's my rent, I suppose. Yep. Like to take Bob out and play around with him every now and then, every so often. <laughs> I was trying to think of something that was more like in you, window laden, but I couldn't. So, mm. I'm still trying. It's not working. <laughs> okay, we'll just move on to episode eight. <laughs> so this is where we uh, we kind of did a themed episode. We did this for a couple. Well, this is really like our only cohesive episode start to finish with like content, but the Byron burn tied into our topic, which was uh sports game. So we all picked a sports game. Here's where David Crane rears his ugly head and David Crane's amazing tennis, which is a fucking lie. Uh, we've got dodgeball for the NES and super spike V ball for the NES. And we were unanimous in this one. We all burned David Crane. Uh, we rented dodgeball and everyone loves super spike volleyball, which might be, the best sports game on the NES. It's awesome. But David Crane's up there. tennis. Ugh. That was a weird interpretation of putting a tennis game on the Super Nintendo. It was like, how do you fuck up tennis? Like <laughs> Pong, like just make Pong with better graphics. Like <laughs> it's a two button game. Like, how do you get that wrong? David Crane. It did have the best graphics out of all three of those best graphics. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but they were still pretty Please bad for the Super that. Nintendo. I'll give you that, but it's debatable. I can almost go with Super Spike on that. <laughs> that's just because yeah. we already went over this, but that's just because they're shirtless men. <laughs> yep. And I have an attraction to them. <laughs> Ryan's all for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's true. It's true. Four oiled Best up men. Six packs on the NES. <laughs> sex packs or six packs? <laughs> uh, yeah. David Crane's tennis is just. I can honestly say, not that I've played an endless amount of tennis games, but I can honestly say that's the worst tennis game I've ever played. I can't think yeah, easily. It. And yeah. I've played all the. I've played most of the. I think I have all the NES ones. And like even like Racket Attack is a way better game than fucking Amazing Tennis. Racket Attack kind of sucks, but it's like a solid underlying game. Even Black Box yep. Tennis is better. That's a really <laughs> shitty game. <sighs> yeah, I mean, for those that didn't aren't going to go back and listen to it, but I mean the the they made a weird decision where you're playing tennis from behind the back instead of top down or you know kind of isometric like most tennis games are. So it made the game almost impossible to <laughs> get timing down. Yeah. 
Well, and the timing switch based on perspective, which makes no sense. If there's one thing that should have stayed the same was the timing, regardless of where your character was on screen. Yeah. They couldn't even nail that. That's like, that's like basic fundamental tennis rules, you know, video game form anyway. Yep. And it throws you off too. Cause when you switch sides, like you're on the other side of the screen, <laughs> yeah. right? The timing is different then. Like, so stupid. You know. However, serving is broken. Did either of your guys's games give you money off at a footlocker? Didn't think so. So <laughs> I think we need to actually re-record this episode, this uh, Byron Burn specifically. And obviously there's a mistrial. So, mm, I mean, there is a I'll good argument. <laughs> money off at footlocker. <laughs> Continue to shop elsewhere. <laughs> uh, so that was a fun. That was like a really fun by Rent and Burn, and I did like that one. But like, <coughs> being we had a sports related topic, video game sports related topic, and then sports in our Byron Burn, that was probably like the least entertaining to anyone listening. <laughs> I would imagine, but I had fun yeah. with it. So episode nine, we decided we had other games picked and then we decided, well, this is going to, this episode was going to publish right, or be uploaded right before Halloween. So we should do a Halloween themed, um, by rent burn. So we went with three horror themed games. Um, is it master of darkness? I can't read the yeah. Master, yeah. masters of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. For the Sega master system, um, Friday the 13th for the NES and then uh, monster party for, the NES. So we had a buy two, two buys for master of darkness and then one for monster party, um, a rent for Friday the 13th, <clears throat> a rent for master of darkness, a rent for monster party. And then we had two burns for Friday the 13th. And then we had maybe the biggest travesty in Byron burn history. <laughs> That monster party party by one of us was burned instead of Friday the Thirteenth, which is one of the worst rated games of all time and an LGN game. Just, just saying. <laughs> uh, Ryan was so butthurt about this. We do, we do have a schedule on future episodes that we do, and we <laughs> like to put our games in in future. Ryan, for the next four episodes, I believe, said monster party. So. For for a good while there, I thought he was, you know, serious that okay, no, we're he's gonna bring Monster Party <laughs> until it wins, but Yeah, I just like I remember like listening to this recording of this episode too. Like I fucking lost it at the end. I was like, what the fuck? Like I, it's like one of the worst games of all time. Like I was like pretty pissed. <laughs> I feel like that is like one of my biggest regrets in all of Byron Burn is like how much we praised fucking Friday the thirteenth. It's such a <laughs> shitty game. Even I was part of it. But like it's got like a nostalgia tie, but like it's not good. It's like I fucking remember holding on to a firecracker for too long as a kid and having it explode in my hand. Like that's a clear memory. <laughs> but I don't fucking like it. It sucked. <laughs> that's what Friday the thirteenth is. Like, no. I no. Like I hate that game so much. <laughs> but at least Andy introduced us to Masters of Darkness or Master of Darkness. Um, yes. that Masters is awesome. of Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> Castlevania ripoff that I never would have otherwise played and is really fucking cool. 
Yeah. But that's exactly it's. I mean, it is Castlevania, so it is. I kind of snuck one in there. Castlevania with guns. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My blood's starting to boil again. Let's move on to episode 10. <laughs> also known as Ryan holds a grudge. Uh, so episode 10, uh, we played, uh, this one, what is it? Stanley, the hunt for Dr. Livingston. Is that the full title, I think, for the NES? Uh, yep. We had D-Force for the Super Nintendo. We had Marco for the Sega Genesis. Uh, this episode was a little bit different because this was the first time on the podcast we've ever had. A, actually, uh, to this day, the only time we've had a guest on. Uh, we had Nate, a.k.a. Cartridge Fund. So he weighed in on these uh, two as far as the the buying, renting, and the burning. Um, everyone torched D-Force. Um, we had three rents for Dr. Livingston, Stanley, the search for Dr. Livingston, one rent for Marco, three buy for Marco, and one um, rent. Or, in one, or in, no, I'm sorry, and one buy for Dr. Stanley, Dr. Livingston. God damn it, I'm losing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we can all kind of like, uh, the big one on this one was just like how awful of a game D-Force was, I think, to me. Like that's what yeah. I remember most about this. Yeah. Yeah. It was just all around, like just a horrible shooter. And, and like for super Nintendo, you like you, it it was like really poorly made for that system too. So, and I'll be honest, like I really hated Stanley a lot. Like I don't ever want to play that again. And I still <laughs> thought D force was worse. No, I, I mean they I, fundamentally I like, fucked up a shooter so bad that I couldn't put it above Stanley. <laughs> Stanley, there was just more to it, I think, than what I was able to get into. I don't know. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe it is as bad as I feel like it was. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same I, boat. Stanley seemed cool. I just couldn't really? grasp the, the whole breadth of it. I don't think. I don't think it even seemed cool. I, f- I feel like it seemed like a low budget. I mean, maybe again, you, you guys are probably right. There's probably is more to it. And that's what we agreed on the first go around. But like, I don't think I want that game in my collection. Even I, I mean, I, okay. I wanted my collection, but I don't want to <laughs> play it again. <laughs> I really, I really didn't have a good time with that. It's not a game. I'd sit down and play voluntarily. Again, no. But we all agreed Marco was a fantastic platformer, at least. It was yeah. it was the best out of this group. That's what I'll say. I think it might be yeah. I think it might be like one <laughs> of the more overlooked like quality platformers from that generation, though. Like to be quite honest. It's a real good game. It's a lot game. more fun than I expected it to be. Like I didn't think it was gonna be all that great. I didn't actually know what I was getting into with this game at first, but also, has anyone noticed as we recap Byron Burns, like how excited and like much I praise the games that I bring, like Marco, <laughs> and how quick I am to shit on yeah. everyone else's games? I'm like the biggest hypocrite of all yep. Byron Burns. <laughs> have you ever have you burnt a game that you brought? Um, Captain Planet. Yeah, you burnt Captain Planet. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> That's the only time I've done it though. <laughs> then he, then he no, complains about I, all the games. I burnt Metal Slug. Oh yep. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I'm a whiner. But it makes it more fun. <laughs> what, it wouldn't be interesting if we all got along about the games. At one point, I made a, a goal of my own just to burn any game that you brought. So. Yeah. 
But then I brought some good shit. I haven't, I haven't held up to it because there's been a couple of good games. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I <clears throat> the more I look back on that one, though, like obviously D Force is just like a horrendous nightmare of a shooter. But like I think I, I was like lukewarm to Stanley at the time. But I, in looking back on that, like I just don't want anything to do with that game anymore. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm so mad at Stanley. Why? Who brought that? Oh, Andy did. Yeah. I, I, even right now, I think I could have gone either way on Stanley and Marco. Like, I, th- I like Marco better just because of the. Shut your mouth. How <laughs> dare <art>. you? <laughs> just, it's more colorful and it's just, got big sprites and it's, it's a lot more fun that way. And, and the soccer. Vomit's cool. colorful. It doesn't mean it's better. <laughs> like, with Stanley. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what yeah, Stanley. But you're talking about Marco. Moment. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. And Marco, I probably like, I have the nostalgia factor for, so I bump it up higher than it needs to be, but I still really like the game. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Ryan's a hypocrite. Moving on to episode 11. Um, is it just cool spot? Yeah. That's all it is. Right. Cool. Yeah. Cool spot for the Genesis. Um, so this is a weird one because we had like so many multi-plot. It's all multi-plots like in every system. Uh, cool spot for the Genesis. Animaniacs for the Genesis. And I went with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 for the Game Boy Advance. Um, we all burned. Cool spot. Uh, we had two rents for Animaniacs. He's too one cool. For, he was too cool for his own damn good. Cool. <laughs> we had uh, two rents for Animaniacs. One for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. And then we had two buys for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. And one by four Animaniacs. Um, this one was weird because I was really looking forward to Cool Spot because I played those games a lot as a kid. But man, do they suck now? Yeah, same <laughs> thing here. I thought that was that was going to be at least my rent that that uh, episode, and it could not be farther in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Still, it's not the worst game no. we played. No, but it's. It doesn't hold up well. It's at least a playable game, so it deserves yeah. I mean, a little bit of recognition compared to some of the stuff on this list. But yeah, it's. I think the the best part of that was just like the realization that like Cool Spot was ever a pop culture thing at all. Minnesota Pop mascot that got its own video games and was like an animated character that kids knew by name. And <laughs> I mean, for a pop that no one buys anymore. <laughs> Yep. Kind of nuts. Unless there's like, yeah, it's like him and the California raisins. They just hang out like, right? <laughs> the forgotten <laughs> mascot. <laughs> yeah. And Animaniacs was cool. Like I think, I mean, the game in, in itself was all right. Um, I, I mean, I bought it. That was my choice. But I think just the nostalgia factor of that again too is kind of neat. Because it's a show we all grew up on. Yeah. So that was cool yeah. to see again in a video game form. Because I hadn't played these games until recently yep and the very beginning of that game i mean it's it's like it's like an episode of the game or the show so um so it's not like a lot of those games where it's just like i mean totally off the wall you're not tim taylor from home improvement shooting dinosaurs with a nail gun you know nail gun (laughs) yeah like it was at least (laughs) grounded somewhat in the in the show even when it's cartoon um but tony hawk 2 man what they could, what they did to pull that game off on a Game Boy Advance, should, is incredible. I, I like that game. Then the more, like even now, I think I, looking back on it, I think I like it even more now, just like reminiscing about playing that again. 
And I, I don't think you guys felt quite the same way, but okay, this one, like you could go back and forth between the two for the buy and the rent Animaniacs and Tony Hawk. And I did for quite a while, but just the, the feel of Tony Hawk, like it has its awkward moments on a Game Boy Advance. I, I can imagine feeling of Tony Hawk would have its awkward moments, but <laughs> I mean, the feel of Tony it. Hawk, it had its awkward moments. <laughs> he enjoys it. <laughs> The second time around. Sorry, I derailed you. Go ahead. <laughs> Actually, he can he can do it three times around. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on on the Game Boy Advance, it's just a little bit strange compared to what I was used to. But it's just the I don't know. Remembering playing it on PlayStation, I suppose it was. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that PlayStation? PlayStation originally yeah. and then Dreamcast like almost simultaneously. Well, two was simultaneous. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree though with what you said on the control scheme, uh, Andy, with the shoulder buttons, like and how natural it started to feel after a while. Um yeah, I don't know. I was a the Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two is my favorite game in the series. And in fact, after this episode I went back and started playing it on the Dreamcast again because this was so close to scratching that itch. But it just wasn't quite there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. It it is a technical marvel on on the Game Boy, and I can't believe like you were saying how it's like the second rated, highest rated game of all time for Game for Boy Advance. System. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. That is nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> so then, moving on to episode twelve, our most recent episode, Penguin Land for the Master System, Strider for the NES, Captain Skyhawk for the NES. Yeah. This one's kind of fresh, but I don't know. You guys both bought, did you guys both go for penguin land as a buy? And then what did we burn? I think the burn was we each burned. There was a burn for each of the games. So penguin land burned, strider burned, captain skyhawk burned. And then there was two buys for penguin land and one for captain or no, no I two buys for captain skyhawk. skyhawk, one for yeah. Penguin land. And then strider had two rents. Yep. I don't know. I was just kind of surprised in this one, like how much Justin liked Penguin Land. <laughs> to be honest, it was it was an interesting game. I I feel like I enjoyed that one more than any of the other ones. Captain Skyhawk, I think it was was just too brutal. Like any movement, you'd blow up, and that was the one that I expected I would least like, anyways. But um, Penguin Land, though, it's interesting game i'll say that if i went to had like the captain skyhawk as a kid and had that nostalgia factor it would have been a toss-up between that and penguin land i think yeah i mean like like i said too a lot of my love of captain skyhawk is the nostalgia and that i already know how to play it but i can see if you're coming in fresh how maybe that would be not the greatest game yeah it's brutal in some parts I think out of that one, like Strider was just like overall the most disappointing. It was just like such a meh experience, especially when you know like how good arcade Strider is and then seeing the NES version. Yep. Not great. Yeah. So true. So do we want to pick the five worst games that we've played this year? Want to? No, but we have to. We owe it to our fans. 
our listeners, all yep. three of you. And by that, I mean our wives. <laughs> so we got uh, in contention for, we'll do the five worst games we feel we played through Byron Burn. We got D-Force, Captain Planet, Amazing Tennis, David Crane's Amazing Tennis, uh, Friday the 13th, Time Slip, Lemmings, and Micro Machines. So, I feel like Lemmings. D-Force or Captain Planet has to be number one. Yeah. Are we going from five Let's, take, five five off. Let's yeah. take Lemmings off because that's Lemmings is the best. I think Friday the 13th is gone. Would, I think there's too much going on in that game that's actually kind of impressive for what they were doing. What would you take off instead? I agree. Or what would you put above it? Um, Probably Time Slip. <laughs> I don't know if I can go with that, but I'm getting I'm getting all voted, so I'll do it. I, just, I that that hurts, but yeah, we can do that. Actually, yeah. wait. All right, three, five. Okay, let, let's let's say this. What? Yeah, time slip or micro machines? Well, we're we're down to five now. We just got to order them. So okay, which sure. one is which one is the best of the worst? Time slip is the best of the worst. I would I'll say. I'll give it that. Yeah. So we'll get yeah. out the five slot. Micro machines after that, because you can at least play the first level. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> now it gets interesting. So in our five worst Byron Burn games, Time Slip takes number five slot. Micro Machines for the NES takes number four. Now we get into the shit. Cause the top <laughs> the the top three offenders are gonna be between D Force, Captain Planet, and Amazing Tennis. I don't know. Amazing tennis number three, right? Because can you make an argument that that's? I don't think you can. Like compared to the other two games on the list, that it could possibly be worse. I mean, like Andy said, it came with the thing for Footlocker, so right. <laughs> yeah, that's something. <laughs> so now for the worst game we've played in Byron Burn, it's between D Force and Captain Planet. <laughs> uh, I think the worst has got to be D Force. Captain Planet is pretty bad, though. I I disagree. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I... Captain Planet is broken. Yeah, like there is just like straight up like playably broken. Yeah, yeah. and D Force makes me laugh with the. Yeah. <laughs> and you can, in theory, sit down and play like three minutes of it. <laughs> Without wanting to like turn it off, Captain Planet, you'd rage quit. Yeah, D Force is like a 1986 shooter that was somehow was like turned into, like picked up and put on the Super Nintendo and put as much Mode Seven as you could into it. Ugh, the Mode Seven, we overlooked that in our recap. Yeah, that's bad. That's real bad in D Force. And when you Mode Seven your fucking title screen so horrendously. <laughs> Like who who okayed that? Like just do a static title screen. Like you fucked it up before you even get to play. It's horrible. <laughs> and just the fact that there was like that alternative like whatever exploration mode where I got to f- shoot heads off tricer- triceratopses and stuff. Like come on. Like that's almost worth between that and the Wii U Wii U. I just yeah, I I think it, like like you said Andy, I think D-Force is a broken game, I think, but it's playable. I think Captain Planet is just straight broke. Like, I don't think you can 
I don't think you can play it even as they intended. No, and the and the way they like designed it like actively works against you. So So is everybody okay with crowning Captain Planet for the NES as the worst game we played in Byron Burn? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm very happy with that choice. So then the list goes for the cream of the crap. Um, at number five, we got Time Slip, four Micro Machines, three Amazing Tennis, two is D Force, and one is Captain Planet, who's not our hero. <laughs> what's your favorite game? Yeah, what's everybody's favorite game from everything we played? Looking through it, I think my f- the one that I had the most fun playing, I think, was uh, Masters of Darkness. Just because it surprised the hell out of me of what that game was. And yeah. I can see that. I don't know. I might have to go sports here and go with the Super Spikes V Ball or um, or Ninja, Ninja Spirit. Yeah, I would. I'd go with Ninja Spirit. There's other games I like a lot on this list, but I really love Ninja Spirit. Like the music even is good. Plus, like, I have a weird affection for TurboGrafx-16, so <laughs> I think that does it. Yeah, looking forward to the new year with uh, even even more uh, crappy games that we can subject ourselves to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was fun. I, I really, <clears throat> like, you know, was, obviously we all enjoy doing the podcast or we wouldn't do it, and we hope that, you know, everyone listening enjoys it too. But I think being a retro game collector and enthusiast, I, I like this segment of the podcast just because it gives me an excuse to notch out time during my week to play some retro games that I might not have gotten around to yet. Um, so it's kind of cool. Absolutely. And I'm curious as to see, you know, I'm curious to see what year two brings of, of the podcast. It should get more interesting. Yep. And I'll become an even bigger hypocrite and just really <laughs> go off on people. <laughs> Burn anything Ryan brings. It's like the season finale and it's like, uh, yeah, tensions are rising. We need to have like a, a cliffhanger here. There's about to be blood spilled. <laughs> yeah. Find out next season. <laughs> and, uh, with that, thanks for listening and Justin, take us out. All right. So we got a website. Uh, you can check us out at www.weekendpodcast.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook and like our page on there. It's Weekend Rental Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. It's at Weekend Rental PC. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel. I uh, kind of break down little segments and post it on there. Um, that would be Weekend Rental Podcast. You can go ahead and subscribe on there. Um, also, if you have any questions, comments, um, pictures, anything, Ryan will definitely take a look. Uh, email is weekend rental podcast at gmail.com and you can find us on itunes and google play and as always be kind rewind play shadow blasters